Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. How wonderful it is to be able to come before you and to be in your house. And thank you for this company of believers and the brethren. And thank you that we've gathered here with one mind, with one purpose, with a desire to hear from you and to receive instruction and to receive guidance and to receive direction. We've tried many things. And we've recognized that our own way will not bring us into a good place. But it is when we seek your way and we seek your will that we will see ourselves doing well. And we will see ourselves coming into blessing, into peace, into joy, and into happiness. Thank you, Father, that this morning we have an opportunity to hear your word again. I pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will take full charge and control over the service to touch everyone under the sound of my voice, those physically present here and those watching online and even those who will watch later on. May everyone be affected by your word and may we be drawn nearer unto you. I pray in the name of Jesus, asking that your grace and your mercies will abound unto me as I share your word with your people. Be glorified, be magnified here today in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Clap your hands unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Unto Jesus, I said, unto Jesus. Unto Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you and you may be seated. Alright. Are you ready to receive the word of God? I didn't hear you. Alright. Now, I want you to turn your Bibles with me to the Acts of the Apostles. Acts of the Apostles. We're reading from chapter 2. And we're going to start reading from verse number 36. Acts chapter 2. Verse 36 to verse 47. So let everyone. Now to give you 
a background to this um, account. This was on the day of Pentecost. On that day, the Holy Spirit was released in a great measure upon the believers. In fulfillment of the promise that God had made. A promise that was made through different prophets. Joel spoke about that experience. Isaiah spoke about it. Ezekiel also spoke about it. And when Jesus walked the earth, he also spoke about it. Before he left the earth and ascended into heaven, he gave an instruction to the disciples and said to them, do not depart from Jerusalem until you've received the promise of the Father. Because in not so many days afterwards, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. That promise was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit came down mightily upon the 120 disciples. I think so. In the upper room. Now, the evidence of this was that they began to speak in new tongues. And the coming of the Holy Spirit was accompanied by the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And the people who were in Jerusalem at that time for an important festival heard the commotion. So everybody went to where the noise was coming from. And then they witnessed something that they had never seen some before. They could hear this original Jewish people speaking in virtually every language of the earth. Because people had come in from Jerusalem from all across the world. Jews who were scattered in different nations across the world had all gathered in Jerusalem for that special feast. And they were amazed. And then Peter stood up. And on that day, he preached a powerful sermon. He said so many things. And what I'm about to read is part of the message that he gave to the people. Verse 36 of Acts chapter 2. Peter spoke and said, So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent.
of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit this promise is to you to your children and to those far away all who have been called by the Lord our God then Peter continued preaching for a long time strongly urging all his listeners save yourselves from this crooked generation now those who believed what Peter said were baptized and were added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. May God grant this church phenomenal growth. May God multiply us miraculously. May a lot of souls be saved under this ministry. And may the growth be extraordinary. Your amen disturbs me. It's not loud enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm convinced in my heart that God is up to something. I see myself as an unworthy vessel that God is using. And whatever you see here, whatever you see here and what you will see in some weeks and months to come it's not the doing of a man it is the doing of the Lord and the name of the Lord will be glorified in Jesus name Amen. I said in Jesus name Amen. if you are part of this mission believe that you're not here by chance believe that God is doing something that you are privileged to be a part of keep your focus keep your concentration let's keep looking at Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Tell the person sitting by you something good is about to happen. Tell another person something good is about to happen. And you are a part of it. Tell the person don't lose your place. Don't lose your place. Say it again. Don't lose your place. Watch this space because God is up to something. Come on and clap your hands and magnify the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals including the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion and to prayer a deep sense of awe came over them all 
And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place. And shared everything they had. They sold their property. And possessions. And shared the money with those in need. When I say what a church. Say what a people. What a church. What a people. Wow. They worshipped together at the temple each day. Tell your neighbor they went to church every day. That's the other person. What about you? Tell the person, I don't want an answer. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. And shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God. And enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day. The Lord added to their fellowship. Those who were being saved. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. Amen. Now this morning, I want to share with you a message I have titled Holy Devoted. Holy Devoted. Or completely devoted. Completely devoted. What it means to be devoted means to be dedicated. It means to be faithful. It means to be committed. It means to be constant. And it means to be steadfast. When we say completely devoted, it means to be totally committed. And so to be completely devoted to somebody or to something means to be totally committed to that person or to that thing or to that cause. I am always fascinated by the early church. This is the church whose foundation was laid on the day of Pentecost. Now, this church became a great movement across the world of that time. And many lives were affected. I am convinced that this early church that we read about in the Acts of the Apostles presents to us a certain model that all churches must be fashioned after. And all churches must seek to emulate this early church. Now, 
Because I believe that this is how God intended the church to be. Before all the corruptions crept in. And before the humanness of the leaders started to affect the church. And so I want this church and this ministry to be fashioned after this model. Now when I see this church, this early church, I see that they were completely devoted. They were completely devoted. And because of their devotion, there were so many blessings and benefits they enjoyed. I see a picture of total and complete devotion and as a result of that that early church was greatly blessed this morning I'm showing you the different things that they were committed to and I'm sharing these things with us so that as a young church and a young ministry we will seek to be as devoted as the believers in the early church were having this assurance that as we flow in complete devotion there are many blessings that we are going to enjoy when you find Jesus and when you come to Christ his intention is not to reduce you his intention is not to lower you his intention rather is to make your life beautiful and glorious. And his intention is to usher you into great blessings. I don't know why sometimes we want to argue about this. But God wants to bless us. I don't know why it's a struggle for some people that to accept that coming to Jesus has blessings associated with yes, it. Yes, there are blessings that are yours for the taking in heaven. But there are so many blessings that are yours to enjoy on earth. And that word enjoy Joy has become one of my favorite words. Because my pastor James likes to use that word, enjoy. He says when he gets new, nice food to eat, he says we are enjoying. Or if you are having a good time, his statement is that we are enjoying. Joy. Tell your neighbor sitting by you, get ready to enjoy. Clap your hands for Jesus. And so the early church was completely devoted. 
there were five things they were devoted to. Number one, they were devoted to God. Number two, they were devoted to the apostles' teachings or doctrine. Number three, they were devoted to fellowship. Number four, they were devoted to sharing in meals. Including the Holy Communion. And number five, they were devoted to prayer. I'm sure they were devoted to many other things. But these are five things that stand out ever so clearly for me. Number one, they were completely devoted to God. Number two, they were completely devoted to the apostles' teachings or doctrine. Number three, they were completely devoted to fellowship. Number four, they were totally or completely devoted to sharing in meals or breaking bread and number five they were devoted completely devoted to prayer let's look at these five important things they were devoted to and I'm feeling awkward in describing them as things because God did some but I don't know how else to say it God please forgive me why I don't want any problems number one they were completely devoted to God now when we read from verse 36 we saw that these believers they gave their hearts to Jesus. And from that time they became devoted to the apostles teaching to fellowship to breaking of bread to prayer. But the starting point was that they were devoted to God. When we talk about complete devotion, the first thing we should be looking at is complete devotion to God. And these guys, they were completely devoted to God. If you study the history of the early church or of the early believers, you will see that so devoted were they that they were prepared to die for this Jesus whom they have accepted. And I believe that Paul captures this nicely in Romans chapter 14 verse 8. It's a song we sing. It says if we live it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. And so whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. 
That means that we are sold out to Jesus. That means that we are completely devoted to him. And this you see with the early church. And with the early believers. They were completely devoted to God. So much so that they were prepared to lose their lives for him. It was not an easy time for them. There were many of them who were arrested and were given the option to renounce Jesus and save their lives. But because they were so devoted to God, it was not an option for them. And their mind was that I'm prepared to lose my life so that I may gain Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. There have been so many songs that have been composed about them. One of the songs we sing about them. It says, I have pledged allegiance to the Lord with all my strength, with all I am. I will seek to honor his command. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. And locally we'll sing. I can you never me yeah we have another song that says medow medow namasomu ye medow and medow and namasomu ye Mete makoma nina pedogo wona boye me kwantrefo. And another song will say, Mete bemamo makoma yawudiyo. Mete bemamo osain yesuwe. And another song will say, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every prayer that I take. Every moment I'm awake, oh, Lord, have your way in me. These are all singing about devotion to God. And ladies and gentlemen, 
to get to where God wants us to be we must be devoted to him and we must be completely sold out to him thank God for the Holy Spirit thank God that he is our helper the Bible says the spirit helpeth our infirmities and as we and trust ourselves to the Holy Spirit. I believe that he will help us so that we can become totally devoted. Darren, go back. So that we'll be totally devoted. Completely devoted to our God. Lift up your hand and say, I am devoted to God, to Jesus. I belong to him. I will strive to serve him. And to live for him. I am his. And he is mine. And for the rest of my life. I will serve this Jesus. Clap your hands and bless his name. The second thing that they were devoted to was the apostles' teachings. The apostles' teachings. Ladies and gentlemen, their focus was on the teachings and not on the apostles. I'll say it again. I said their focus was on their teachings and not on the apostles. Their focus was not on the church per se. Their focus was not on the denomination per se. Their focus was not on the human being. Their focus was not on an institution. But their focus was on the teachings. The teachings. I'm sure they love the apostles. And we must love our pastors. We must honor them. We must celebrate them. But unfortunately, what we see happening over time is that often the focus is off the apostles' teachings and the focus is now on the apostles. And so then the apostles or the pastors or the prophets or the teachers now become sometimes like mini gods. And that is how come we end up in a lot of error. Because the focus if you say is supposed to be like the early disciples taught us on their teachings their teachings their teachings not on the vessel but on the message you cannot ignore the vessel you must respect the vessel there's a certain focus you should have on the vessel but you must understand that he is just a vessel 
God is the main person. I said God is the main person. It is God who has called this vessel and has anointed him to bring his word to his people. The focus must be on God and the focus must be on the word. And never must we get to a point where there is so much focus on the vessel, on the messenger, on the pastor, on the prophet, on the apostle, on the teacher, on the bishop, on the evangelist, at the expense of the message. And I'm saying something to you. Because it is a trend that has so much affected the Christian movement. And so you find out that there are many Christians who are not focusing on the message anymore are not focusing on the teaching anymore but it's like everything is about the messenger. And everything is about the church. And everything is about the denomination. And everything is about the institution. So bad has it gotten to that when you tell the average Christian to go witnessing, he does not talk about Jesus. He doesn't preach the good news. He talks about his church. He talks about his pastor. He talks about his apostle. But he doesn't know how to preach the good news of Jesus. The average Christian knows how to invite people to church. But he doesn't know how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the unbeliever. He doesn't know how to tell him that for God so long. That he gave his only begotten son. That the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. He doesn't know how to tell them that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He doesn't know how to tell them that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you shall be saved the average Christian doesn't know how to focus on the message but the focus is on the vessel on the preacher on the church on the denomination but I believe God is bringing us to a point where our focus will now shift from the vessel from the messenger and let's begin to focus on God and focus on his word and focus on the message and focus on the teaching. Can I hear a loud amen from somebody? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the apostles' teaching and doctrine was the word of God. That is what they taught. That was what their doctrine was. And their focus was on Jesus. Everything they preached either directly or indirectly drill the attention of the hearers to Jesus 
whose we are and whom we serve. That was the focus of the teaching. They preach the word of God and they preach Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 we see Paul referring to this. He said when I first came to you dear brothers and sisters I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan for I decided that while I was with you I would forget everything except Jesus Christ the one who was crucified what was Paul saying my message my teaching my doctrine my focus is on Jesus on nothing else on nobody else when I preach about marriage I will be leading you to Jesus when I preach about finances I want to be leading you to Jesus when I speak to you about your job I want to direct you to Jesus when I talk to you about peace and happiness I want to direct you to Jesus. Whatever I talk about, whatever I preach about, my focus is on Jesus and on him crucified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, must be what we focus on. And that is what we must be devoted to. We must be devoted to the apostles' teaching. The pure word of God. The unadulterated word of God. Not the ideas of men. Not the philosophies of men. Not men's ideas which have been packaged to sound spiritual. But there is a major trap and snare in it. And then these things lead us away from Jesus Christ, who he is, what he taught us, the examples he set for us, examples of love, examples of grace, examples of mercy, examples of truth, examples of sacrifice, examples of devotion to God. Jesus Christ and his teachings are intended to direct us to God and to Christ himself who is God. Hallelujah. Amen. May we go back to the ancient words yes, ever true. I said may we devote ourselves to the ancient words ever true. There's a song like that. Is that not so? Holy words long present for our war in this world they resound with God's own heart oh ancient words will words of life words of hope give us strength let us go in this world wherever we roam ancient words will guide us oh, oh ancient words ever true changing me and changing you we 
have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words sing. Ancient words, ancient words, ever true. Changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words there's another verse that says holy words of our faith of our faith handed down to the saints came to us through sacrifice oh he that faithful words of sing again holy words long preserved holy words oh long preserved for our Oh, in with God's own heart, oh, let the ancient words lift up your hands and sing ancient words, ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. Oh, we have come with open hearts, oh, let. words. That was what the early church was devoted to. Not the ideas of men. Not the philosophies of men. Not the perceptions of men. Not words that have been cunningly carved to sound like the word of God, but there's something wrong with it. Ancient words. That is what has been that's what has been handed down to us. And that is what we need to dwell on. And that's what we need to focus on. And that's what we must be devoted to. Particularly the ancient words talking about Jesus. Listen to me, friends. Thank God for the words of Paul. Thank God for the teachings of Peter. Of James. James, Of John. John, And of all the prophets. But when I pick my Bible. I notice that some of the letters are red. And some of the letters are black. And I notice that the words that are in red. Are the words of Jesus himself. When I see those words. I stand to attention. Because I know that he who was in the beginning. Who was the word. And was God. And was with God. By whom all things were made. He is the one who is speaking to me. And when I see the red letters, it means attention. It means stand to attention. I am grateful for what God used Paul to teach us. 
But you can never compare the words of Paul with the words of Jesus. I said you can never compare the words of Paul with the words of Jesus. Never use the words of Jesus to interpret the teachings of Paul. But use the teachings of Paul to interpret the words of Jesus. That is the correct order of things. And that is the correct arrangement of things. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Number two, they were devoted to fellowship. To fellowship. To fellowship. Fellowship had to do with gathering for church services and for other meetings and ladies and gentlemen as part of the complete devotion of the early church they were devoted to fellowship they were devoted to meeting together coming to church coming for prayer meetings Joining in home cell meetings. They were devoted to that. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. It says, and let us not neglect our meeting together. As some people do. But encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. The word of God is saying to us. That we should never neglect and put aside our meeting together, fellowship, coming to church, joining in services, joining in church meetings, joining in church activities. We see with the early church that they were devoted to that. And if we want to follow that model, we also must be committed and devoted to meeting together and to fellowship. Latter part of 2019 into 2020, the world was affected by a very wild pandemic. And even up to today, we are feeling the effect of it. We are are not completely out of the woods yet. And that is why many of you are looking like robbers about to rob a bank. Why? Because you are wearing a mask. Once upon a time, when you see somebody wearing a mask, he's either a doctor or a nurse or a robber who is covering his face so that you don't see him. Unfortunately, that is how the world has become. And because of this pandemic, we were forced to live life in a way that we were not used to. There was even a time when our president said, stay home. Don't go anywhere. If you step out, it's basically to buy a few things. But quickly you go back home and you stay there. How long was our lockdown for? Can anybody remember? Two weeks. Two weeks. Just two weeks. He added a lot more to it. Mm. 
Oh, was it no more than two weeks? If it was just two weeks, then it felt like three months old. It was two weeks. Other countries. Australia. Australia. China. China. And many other countries. There were lockdowns for a long sustained period. Were you in the UK during the lockdown? How long were you locked down for? Forever. Five months. Five months. Lockdown. We had to learn how to function differently. And during that time, we had to learn how to do church virtually. And it helped us. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that's all. So I can't hear Matthias say, "Yeah, yeah, sorry, I won't him from him. We had to learn how to do that. Never did we imagine that such a thing was possible. But we had to adjust, and we had to accept that it is now part of the running of the church. But ladies and gentlemen, don't make a mistake into thinking." that the virtual church has cancelled out the need to meet in person and to have fellowship. It hasn't come to cancel it out. And so do not get overly comfortable with the concept of a virtual church. There are some people who are watching me virtually. And for them, they cannot be here. Our people who are outside Accra, there are people who are outside Ghana. And, and they are watching the service. And it's a service for them. I know that they wish they can be here in person. But it's not possible. There are others also. Because of circumstances beyond their control, they cannot be here in person. That's okay. It helps. But ladies and gentlemen, don't ever think that you don't need fellowship. Don't ever think that you don't need to join the assembly of believers and meet together and commune together and relate with one another. Don't get so comfortable with the virtual church concept that you give up on the physical assembly of believers because something that it does that you may never get virtually. The early church was devoted to fellowship. May we also be devoted to fellowship. Amen. And may we be devoted to church services. You see that you are not saying your amen well. You, you, you see the thing they do. I said we should be devoted to fellowship. Amen. And to meeting together. Amen. May all laziness and Laziness and what? <laughs> laziness and what? Laziness goes with what? Aquadro is the key of laziness. I can't say laziness and aquadro. It's tautology. It's the same thing. Anyhow. Yeah. Thank you, sister. May all laziness
laziness and reluctance to gather may it disappear out of our lives in Jesus name Amen. may we be like David when he said I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord into the presence of the Lord in Jesus name Amen. number three they were devoted to breaking of bread or holy communion. Or part of the breaking of bread had to do with holy communion. Now with this early church, they used to meet together. Not just for church service, but to eat. How many would like us to have that together? Why not? They used to meet to um, eat. Um, and part of their meals had to do with bread. And they um, used to um, break um, the bread. Um, you break um, one piece um, and um, then you pass on. The um, other um, person um, will um, break um, like that. Um, yeah. But you see, you must understand what was behind it. Um, I had somebody, they used to meet to eat and to do what? And um, Why not? But you see, there was a reason for that thing. And the purpose of that thing was to help them to bond. It was not just eating for eating sake. Some of you are so excited as I'm talking about this. You are saying that, oh, the, the Lord is speaking to our pastor. We are going to have times of eating, breaking bread, barbecue, and all of those things. By the grace of God, these things will happen. Amen. I'll do a party and invite you to the party. Amen. We will eat sausage, Amen. chicken, Amen. goats, Amen. cow, Amen. bread, Amen. pig. Amen. The Lord is speaking. <laughs> but don't miss out on the essence of that thing. It's so that we can bond. So that we can understand that I need you and you need me. And together we are part of one body. We want to say to each other, stand with me. Agree with me. We want to tell each other that I love you. And I need you to survive. We want to say to each other that I don't want to hurt you. But to harm you with the words from my mouth. Because I love you. And I need you to survive. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was the essence of the breaking of bread. Bonding. You don't just eat with anybody at all. When you go to a place to eat, you would like to sit at a table where you know somebody who is like a friend to you. It's a very uncomfortable thing sometimes when you are sitting and eating with somebody that you don't know. You don't enjoy it. You see, the thing about eating with somebody that you are connected to is that even the talking would try fufu no. Do you know how to cut the fufu? Mpacho fufu Yenti, 
if you don't know this, I'm telling you, maybe they never told you. No, when you do that, you are spoiling the food. Yes, I will say Must eat with your hand. And if part of the soup is not dripping down your bottle, then it's not working well. Sometimes you must attempt to lick it with your tongue. That is when you know that you are really enjoying. Clap your hands for Jesus. It's about bonding. And the communion is about bonding with Christ. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Don't forget me. Always remember me. Stay connected to me. Stay bonded to me. By the breaking of bread together, eating together, flowing around, it is to help us to bond and to connect with one another. May this church be full of such bonding. Amen. May this church be full of such a connection with Amen. one another. Where I stand by you and I stand with you. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Let's end it. Then the other one, prayers. Is that the last one? Yeah. They were committed to prayers. They didn't run away from prayers. And they were completely devoted to it. And we must be devoted to prayers. Anytime you hear that we are praying, and now a lot of what we are doing is 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 um, online. online. <laughs> from you know, and the reason is because for now it's it's it just it just doesn't work out to be able to gather to do it. But very soon it will be. I said very soon it will be. And we are going to start off with you, our members from the greenhouse community. In fact, we are going to come to you there. And we are going to have prayer meetings there. On the park there. We will pray for you. Tell us your problems. We will cry out to Abba Father on your behalf. We will lay hands on you and pray for grace and mercy to abound unto you. We will pray for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Those meetings are important and we must be devoted to the prayers. If you can't come physically, look, for some of you, you may want to actually come physically for certain meetings, like during the weekdays. By the time you get here, meeting, now we've closed. So, in a, in a case like this, the only thing that can work is to do it virtually. So we have to make do with that. But those who can gather physically must gather. And those who can gather physically must join in wherever they are. So when we say we are praying and fasting on Wednesdays, you must jump on board the plane. You must jump on board the train and join in it and pray. Make some time to pray because on our platform we post the prayer topics we add voice notes to it to guide us in the prayer 
I am saying to you, my friend, that for this church to do well, we must be devoted to prayers. Jesus said in Luke 18, verse 1, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. May we never give up on prayers. And when there's an opportunity to pray, may we join in with our whole heart and know that prayer changes things. Tell your neighbor prayer changes things. Tell your neighbor certain things in your life are about to change as we pray. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 7. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 never stop praying never stop praying church we got to pray we got to be devoted to the prayers and not just the corporate prayers but you yourself on your own make time and pray. And don't believe those who tell you that when you pray on your own, the prayer just bounces off the ceiling and falls down. It doesn't ascend to heaven. For your prayers to work, a certain man of God must pray for you and lay hands on you and say, take it one, take it two, take it three, and pray and use some words. That is how things will change in your life. There are a lot of things that can change in your life. When you learn to come to the Lord in prayer yourself. The Bible, the songwriter said, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Needless pain we bear. Why is it so? He says it's all because it's all because we do not carry everything in prayer to God. So you can pray on your own. And you don't need to, you know, learn how to use certain words, omnipotent God, omniscient God. Omnipresent God, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. They ask a prayer, Jesus, we are boy, Jesus, we are boy, Jesus, we are boy, Jesus. You don't need all those things. Prayer is talking to God. As I talk to you, that's how you talk to God. When you come before Him, say, Father, I thank you. That was. For everything you're doing in my life. Thank you that you love me. Thank you for how far you brought me. I'm looking up to you. I'm trusting in you. I'm believing in you. God, bear you now I can see my financial situation. It's not working. Say, God, if you don't do something, it is disgrace that will come. But you've not promised me disgrace. So, Father, see me through and make a way for me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 That is prayer. That is what it is. So we must be devoted to prayer. Because of their devotion. The early church experienced a lot of blessings. I close. 
the presence and power of God was manifested. May the presence and power of God be manifested in this church. Amen. As we are completely devoted to all these things. The other benefit, there was love and unity in the church. May there be love and unity amongst us. Let love be shared amongst us. And let us stand for one another. Where your problem will be my problem. Where your issue will be my issue. Where I don't feel comfortable that everything is working for me and nothing is working for you. That is love. That is togetherness. That is unity. In the early church, the needs of the members were met. It's one of the benefits of their devotion. Where people's needs were met. As we are devoted to these five things, may all our needs be met in this church. In Jesus' name. Amen. There was a lot of joy and enjoyment in the church. Because of their devotion, they had a lot of joy and they had times of enjoyment. May that be the story of this church. Can I hear your loudest amen? And then there was favor. The Bible says they had favor. Because of our devotion, may God usher us into a season of great favor. Favor before him and favor before men. Get ready for a season of favor for your life. Amen. If for a long time in your life, if for a long time in your life, you've not experienced good things because of the favor of God coming upon you. I want you to get ready because good things are going to come knocking at your door and the blessings of God are coming your way. And the last benefit, explosive growth. Explosive growth. The early church, one of the benefits, one of the outcomes of their devotion was that the church increased massively when we are devoted to God when we are devoted to his word when we are devoted to fellowship when we are devoted to breaking of bread or bonding when we are devoted to prayer one of the benefits and the byproducts of that is that the church will grow supernaturally and the church will grow fantastically. May that be the story of this church. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Rise up to your feet and let us close. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Taking a bit of your time, but please bear with me. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to give your heart to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, I don't know what it is, but my heart has been touched today. And there's something that is going on in the inside of me. I don't really understand what it is. But I sense that I need Jesus in my heart. And I want you to pray for me. 
I want to give my heart to Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, wherever you're standing today, if you're watching online, just lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you that Jesus should come into your heart change your life make your life brand new God bless you say this prayer with me if you are sitting down if there is no reason why you should be sitting down please stand the young girl in the red and black alright if you are carrying a child that's okay now pray this prayer with me say heavenly father today I come to you just as I am I need Jesus as my lord and savior today I give him my heart I give him my life please write my name in the book of life change me Make me new. Transform my life. And bless me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.